This podcast features graphic content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello again, Nightmare Society. Gather round for another episode of True Horror Stories. A big welcome to our newest member of the online campfire, Nicole E., and Snippytude91. Thanks so much for your support, and thank you for being faithful listeners. We're glad to have you. At patreon.com slash nightmare society, you can join in for as little as a dollar a month. You've got different levels of membership and different perks for each, so if you're interested, be sure to check it out. Also, a big thanks goes to our contributors, user Perpetual Connection, Anonymous, Buns of the Patriots, and user Bluegrass underscore M. They were all nice enough to share their stories with us tonight, and we thank them. Now, get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society. hunter. I like to hunt wild boar specifically. Though I've been deer hunting and have been known to get a turkey for Thanksgiving, I mostly hunt boar. For those of you who don't know, boar are a big problem in the United States. A sow can have two litters a year and it's not uncommon for a litter to consist of ten or more pigs. Given that pigs eat anything and everything, it's not hard to see why the Department of Fish and Wildlife makes it legal to hunt them, with almost no restrictions. In my state, it's illegal to hunt most large mammals with night or thermal vision scopes, with the exception of boar and coyote. I had been saving for a year, mostly fun money. It's hard to explain to your wife that a scope that costs literally twice as much as the rifle I was mounting it on was worth it. But I did. I took it to a range and sighted it in. There was an area that was peppered with boar activity that I knew would be perfect for a night hunt. It was easily accessible with my truck with easy to find spots that I could set up in that overlooked a large, easy-to-navigate clearing. The night started uneventful, mostly me tinkering with my new toy, cycling through the settings. I was a little impatient. I had spotted multiple deer, but they were out of season, and like I mentioned earlier, my current setup wasn't legal for deer. I moved to another spot I had seen days earlier that probably wasn't much better than my first, but it gave me something to do and a new angle to look around with my new scope. After an hour or so of glassing the area, it dawned on me. This spot doesn't have much animal activity at all. No rabbit or owls. The deer that I had seen were hundreds of yards from where I was. Why was this pocket of land so dead at night, but lively in the day? 
I had set up around 10 p.m. and it was about 2 a.m. when I started to think about packing up. Maybe setting up a target before I left and taking some practice shots. I heard a crunch come from the direction I had come from before. I panned my scope over and saw the silhouette of a small bear pushing through the bushes. It's important to note that my scope isn't exactly night vision. It's a thermal scope. Kind of like a black and white version of what you see in the Predator movies. I adjusted my range and zoomed in a little. I remember jolting a little when I saw that it wasn't really a bear. It was a man. Because he was so low and hunched over, I thought I was looking at a young bear. Is that a game warden? It couldn't be. I would have seen the headlights coming up the road from where I was perched. And where could he have walked from? I was 30 miles away from anything and on public lands. I was about to call out when I adjusted my sights and noticed he was naked. No shoes, pants, or anything. I remember being disturbed by his movements, like a squirrel or something. Twitchy and grabbing at the foliage, sniffing around and palming the tree. Was that my tree? The one I had been leaning against earlier? The thought terrified me. Could he smell me? Then he did something I still have nightmares about today. He squatted and placed his hands on the dirt between his feet and stared straight up like a dog mid-howl. And I heard it, a voice coming from that direction, a very compelling female voice. There was a long pause, but neither of us moved a muscle. The center of my sights was trained at the dirt in front of his feet. I couldn't bring myself to aim directly at another person. It went against everything I'd been taught about firearms. Were they lost? Was this some guy that had gone crazy out here? Why was his voice so feminine? The voice called out. That's when I called BS. Not only could he walk, when I first saw him he was traversing the land with ease for a naked person. So good, I mistook him for a bear. That's a freaking trap. This guy is trying to lure me to him with a damsel in distress routine. Luckily, the lack of activity before had caused me to pack up most of my gear. I think I may have left behind a hat and a sitting pad, but I didn't give a crap at that moment. I took my eyes off of him for a moment to get my pack on. I buckled my chest strap and scrambled for my rifle. To my horror, he was in the same position, but his face was staring in my direction. And I swear I saw a smile. The thermal scope has an effect that makes animals' eyes appear white. How the heck had he heard me get up and put my gear on? He must have easily been 150 yards away. I screamed to F off in that general direction. He stood upright and it hit me how tall and skinny he was. Easily six feet and very lean. 
He took a couple of long strides in my direction, and I instinctively sent a round sailing above his head into the tree line. He was freaky as heck, but he hadn't really threatened me. What would I tell the cops? I was unwilling and unready to shoot someone. He stopped dead in his tracks and hunched down on all fours. The next one I will fuck you up. Go away. He stayed on all fours, and this time I had my sights trained on the center of him. His eyes were just above the grass like a large cat or something. I was trying to stop my trembling and knew that my voice had cracked a little on that last warning. I was completely terrified. That standoff probably lasted a minute or two. Maybe less, but it felt like forever. In an instant, he bolted left towards the tree line opposite the road. So much for not being able to walk. I could barely keep him in my scope, he was moving so fast. He disappeared into the brush and I sent another bullet sailing high in his direction. I racked another round and tried to pocket that mag and swap for a fresh one, but I dropped it and didn't bother looking for it. I wasn't far from my truck and I wanted to get out of there. I could hear him in the distance, yelling in his weird sound that could have been a laugh or a cry. I scrambled up the trail and arrived at my truck breathless. I tossed my gear into the cab but kept the rifle in the passenger seat and sped off. For the longest time, I told that story from the perspective of having spotted some deranged crackhead living off the land like some kind of caveman. I reported it to fish and game, but all they did was scold me for hunting at night alone. Never received an update. It wasn't until I told this story at a camping trip that my nephew told me about wendigos, rakes, and skinwalkers. My story scared the crap out of him because the spot we were camping was technically the same forest I had seen the creepy guy, just 50 miles east of it. He was so spooked his mom, my cousin, had to take him home. She was really angry. I've gone down the rabbit hole one of these scary stories. I'm not saying what I saw was definitely a wendigo or a skinwalker. I'm saying that if such a thing exists, I may have dodged quite the bullet that night. Or maybe it was just a tweaker being Donnie Thornberry in the middle of the night. Kyle here. While searching for these stories, I read a lot of other people's stories that are either too short for the podcast or just for whatever reason I don't use them but I've come across a thread about something called a crawler which I had never heard of. I'm familiar with skinwalkers and dogmen and of course Bigfoot and all that but a crawler is something that I had yet to hear of and uh Scarily enough, this sounds exactly like what it was, but it also sounds like this guy has never heard of anything like that, but his description is uh, pretty spot on.
about four years ago on a it's getting dark pretty early fall evening around 7 p.m. My girlfriend and roommate and I were walking along some decommissioned Washington train tracks surrounded by woods on both sides. We loved exploring little in-between areas, so this wasn't an uncommon event. We were about five miles into the tracks and woods and were considering heading back since it was getting dark quickly and none of us had a flashlight. I suddenly got this sensation of almost nausea-inducing dread and looked at both my friends who were with me and saw that they too were feeling something, wide-eyed and looking around. Let's start heading back, I declare, and they all nod in silent agreement. Mind you, we were doing just fine a second ago and do this sort of thing all the time. So this sudden onset of fear was unusual and not something that we were prepared for or used to. Just as we turned around, we all heard a strange sound that almost sounded like quieted thunder slash metal hitting metal. was coming from what sounded like off in the distance. We whipped around to see what made the noise. A large white bird that I think was an owl flew over our heads silently, flapping its wings and disappeared behind a tree that was a good 25 feet behind us. We all looked at each other to try and make sense of what the heck we just heard and started walking briskly back towards civilization. We heard what sounded like twigs snapping in the woods behind us, and my girlfriend and I turned around to see what made the noise. Peeking from behind the tree, the owl just flew behind, was what looked like an impossibly tall, ghost-white humanoid shape, with one hand on the tree trunk as it peered out from behind it. Before we could get a good look at its face, it quickly retreated back to behind the tree out of our sight again. My girlfriend and I looked at each other, panicked. She opened her mouth to say something, and I told her, Don't talk about it. We need to walk faster. My roommate looked at us confused and clearly scared by what I had just said. So I told him we need to probably run home at this point, which we did. I've told several people this story and no one believes me. What I saw was not the owl I had seen earlier. This being had a clear ghost white hand on the tree trunk, a neck and an upper body, and was very tall. I'd say like at least seven feet tall. Not tall enough to reach the branches of the tree though. I wish I could have made out the face. It was just so dark that the only reason I could see it was because of how white it was. So I've told my parents this story and they laughed. I told my fiance and she passed it off. I told my friends and they said nothing because I don't have any friends. Nobody believes it. I was on my way to a local burger place to pick up my dinner while I was home alone one night. It was about 8pm on a Thursday 
and I didn't have work the next morning. On my way to the burger place, I saw a low-flying vehicle in the sky. There's an airport very close to where I was, so I just kind of figured it was a plane. A few seconds later, I noticed that the thing in the sky didn't move. Now, I'm a pretty disinterested dude when it comes to just about everything. For me to actually stop driving and get out of my car spoke volumes to my certainty of all this. I got out of my car and looked at the huge object in the sky. It wasn't a plane, but it looked familiar. It felt familiar. It was black and made no sound, shaped sort of triangular. There were white lights on it. The lights were on what I believed to be the wings, on the front where I'd assumed the cockpit was, and a few in the center in the shape of a triangle. I don't remember anything after that. I woke up. That's what I remember. I was situated in the driver's seat of my car. My car was still on. My phone was still plugged into both the charger and the aux cable. My legs were dead asleep, and it was a bit after 10 p.m. I had two missed calls, one from my now fiancé and another from the burger place informing me that my burger had been ready and they were closing soon. I looked up in the sky and the vehicle was gone. I wasn't drunk. I don't do drugs. I wasn't tired. I was on my way to get a delicious hamburger, so falling asleep was not an option. It messed with me for weeks. Hell, it still messes with me. I get night terrors where I thrash and scream myself awake sometimes. I get serious sleep paralysis now. Thankfully, my fiancé knows how to identify when I'm beginning a terror or when I'm in the throes of paralysis so she can wake me up if she catches it. Also, one last thing. Since that day, I assume I didn't discover it until about three or four days after, but since that day, I have had a small pinkish bump above my left knee. It's about the size of a bug bite. It doesn't hurt. It cannot be popped. And it hasn't gone away since 2010. Did I get abducted? Likely not. Is there a logical theory to explain what happened? Probably. Can I explain what happened? Absolutely not. I have zero clue as to what happened in those two hours between 8 o'clock and 10 p.m. that night. This happened a few nights ago, on Saturday, August 28, 2021, in British Columbia, Canada. I'm not entirely sure if what I encountered was a skinwalker, but here goes. I live in a small to medium-sized town, not a large city, in a suburban neighborhood that's situated close to the Fraser River. 
Everything around here is mostly woods. And there's also a large forest service road system a few blocks away that goes quite far into the bush. A little bit more about my immediate area around my home. There's a little park across from my house with a playground and a paved path that goes about half a kilometer until it meets up with the main road. Down the hill from there, there's a newer housing development area that has a large cleared area. It was previously bush and a long gravel path that leads to a meadow and eventually a road. If you walk to the bush at the park across from my house and take a right into the woods, there's a narrow trail that's quite overgrown that pops you out at the start of the hill to the new development. There's also quite a few trails within that section of bush at the park. About a hundred meters away to the right of the hill is another park that connects to the forest service road system and endless bush. From the park across my house to the end of the meadow is about one to one and a half kilometers in total. The meadow connects to a large gravel area across from a high school up a hill, which is where this begins. TLDR, large green belt by my house, connects to all important areas of this story. This was all somewhat late at night, around 11.30 p.m. Me and my girlfriend were in the gravel lot in my SUV across from the high school where we were talking and she eventually fell asleep as we had been walking around all day and the fair was in town. About 15 minutes after she was asleep I started to get an eerie feeling like I was being watched and had a feeling like we had overstayed our welcome. I didn't like it at all and always trust my gut when I get feelings like that. So I started to wake up my girlfriend. Just as she was starting to wake up, I heard what sounded like someone shouting. It sounded further away down the hill into the meadow. I would have disregarded it, but it caught me off guard a bit since it sounded almost doubled, like the person had a chorus pedal or a pitch shifter on their voice. It spooked me a bit because of that, and I hadn't heard anyone yell like that before. I was able to fully wake up my girlfriend and then we drove away from there into an elementary school parking lot down the road from the hill, leading to the new development. I told her what happened and we joked about it being spooky and whatnot. I then looked up videos to try and find something that matched what I had heard, and skinwalker screams slash vocalizations were what matched up the most. Unfortunately, I scrolled into the comments, which mentioned that the further away the scream is, the closer it is to you. That spooked me for a moment, but I chalked it up to coincidence. For fun, we decided to drive down the hill to the new development, as it's dark and spooky. It has woods on one side where the park is, and has a gravel turnaround for vehicles with a gate at the end where the gravel path starts. Near the top of the hill as we were going down, I got a very strange and uneasy feeling, almost like a slight panic, but it went away shortly after we got to the bottom of the hill. My girlfriend said she got the feeling as well, so we decided to turn around on a side street and leave. I decided to play some music that always helps take the scared feelings away from me, the Doom Eternal soundtrack, specifically Super Gore Nest and put the pedal to the metal on the accelerator whilst going up the hill to make me feel more comfortable and like nothing could touch me. When we were about three quarters of the way up the hill, 
the feeling came back and hit us full force. The closer we got to the top where the trail comes out of, the stronger it got. The only way I can describe it is pure terror. It wasn't fear or dread. It was terror. We both had a physical reaction to it. We got intense chills, and we could feel the goosebumps on our skin all over our body. We both started to get choked up and teary-eyed, and I became short of breath for a minute. I must have gone from 60 kilometers per hour up the hill, the limit is 50, to 80 after cresting the hill, and it felt like if we stopped, we surely would have died. It was the most petrifying experience either of us have ever had. We didn't even see anything. I've driven past many animals at night from deer to bear to coyotes, etc. And I've been outside walking home alone at night with a bear going through garbage cans at my neighbor's houses. I've dirt biked past a mama bear with cubs and a mama moose and I thought those were scary experiences. No scary experience I've had from a car accident when I was young to almost being hit four times doing a road construction from dumb drivers can even come close to the feeling I had that night. The Doom soundtrack turned from the feeling of being a badass into feeling like it would be the anthem of my death. It was truly the most terrifying experience of my life. After getting out of Dodge, we went to a well-lit mall parking lot and calmed down for a bit, still shaken. I drove my girlfriend home, and had a very anxiety and fear-ridden drive home, as the park across from my house connects only 150-ish meters away from where the encounter took place. When I got home, I made sure everything was locked up tight, had a little bit of green to calm me down, and then went to bed while on a video call with my girlfriend. That night, at around 3.30 to 3.45 a.m., I woke up and had a mild return of the panic feeling for around five minutes before falling back asleep. I dreamt of the experience the entire night. The next morning, my girlfriend told me she heard tapping on my window at around 3 a.m., which made me shudder as my window was around nine feet off the ground. I don't know what to make of the experience and I'd appreciate some guidance into what this may have been. I've never liked walking in those woods alone as I always get a creepy feeling, but I'm definitely not walking to my house alone at night ever again. Since posting this, we've been back a few times each week to see if we could feel the dread feeling again and hadn't felt anything up until a few nights ago when we had the windows partially down and my girlfriend started taunting whatever it was. A couple of minutes later she started screaming and I pulled out of there. She said she had heard something running fast towards her side of the car but it was very light on its feet. If anyone has any idea of what we might be experiencing or has experienced something similar I would love to hear from you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time. Sweet dreams. <laughs>